So we sang a song this morning, He Hideth My Soul. And uh, in the cleft of the rock. And my question this morning, has he hid your soul in the cleft of the rock? But my real question this morning is, what do you see there? Maybe sometimes when some of you, not me, but some of you were naughty, that you might have to stand in the corner and put your nose in the corner and take a time out or something. But in the cleft of the rock, he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock. What do you see there? What does he cause you to see? I know the song mentions some things. So what do you see in the cleft of the rock? My prayer is that you see God. And that you see the true God. You say, well, nobody's seen God. Well... What about Moses? And, and uh, so I, I will go to Exodus chapter 33. And uh, this is a time where the Lord, where God, showed himself to Moses from the cleft of the rock. Now, at this particular time, Moses already knew the Lord. Moses was about 80 years old at this time. This is just as they come up out of Egypt. And remember they made the golden calf? And of course God said, uh, told Moses, well, I'll just destroy them all and start all over with you. Moses offered an intercessory prayer. And then he told Moses, yeah, I'm not going to destroy Israel, but you're going to lead them to the land of promise. And so this is shortly uh, after that. And uh, he did show himself to Moses. And uh, I'd like to look at that. So while Moses in the cleft of the rock, God showed him something. God revealed himself to him. And that's what I'd like to talk about this morning. So Exodus chapter 33. And, and we'll begin in verse 12. But folks, there's so much here. If we studied for the rest of our lives, we would never exhaust uh, what is here. But Exodus 33 and, and verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, and I don't want to read it over that too fast, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation 
is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thou presence go not with me, carry us not up from here. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated. And thy people, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight. I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face. For there shall no man see me. And live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back, but my face shall not be seen. And folks, there is so much in here. I hope to get to the face portion. Why can't it see his face? Well, you don't want to be in that position. Some will, but you don't want to be in that position. And Lord willing, we'll get to that. So here, uh, God said, I will make my glory pass before thee. You can't see my face. And then he said, there's a place by me. And I'm going to say a place near me. Not to change it, but I just want to put that in there. There's a place by me. Now, you, you can't see my face. I'm not going to let you... Again, I'm going to add these words. You don't want to see my face. You don't want to be in that place. But I will make my glory and my goodness pass before thee. Can't see my face. But there is a place. There's a place by me. There is a place near me. And this is where he's going to reveal himself. So there's a place. There is a, you can't see my face. Again, you don't want to see my face. But there is a place. A place by me. A place near me. In the cleft of the rock. And I will cause my hand to cover thee 
so you're not exposed to my face. And then I'll remove my hand when it's safe. He's going to protect. And then I'll remove, remove my hand. And you can see me. So, again, if he has put you in that place, in the cleft of the rock, what do you see there? That's what I want to look at. What do you see there? At one time, I thought I saw the face of God. Not literally, but I was in that position, and I didn't like it. So, if you think of this with Moses and, and, and what took place here, what a blessing this would be that God would take him. You can't see my face, but there's a place near me, Moses. It's on a rock, in a cleft of the rock. I'll, I'll let my goodness pass by thee, and I'll protect you that you won't be in front of my face. But what a blessing as God did this for Moses. His glory passed before him. What a blessing. What a sight, what a blessing this must have been. But you know, I've said this before here at this church and all true churches, this has happened to you. You say, no, if this happened to me, I would remember. No, this, is, this has happened to you, is happening to you. And I pray will continue to happen to you. So, really God has done to you and I as he did for Moses. Verse 18, and like I said, folks, we could spend the rest of our lives and study these few verses here, and we're never exhausted. So we'll try to, to glean a few things from it this morning. Verse 18, and it said, I beseech thee, <coughs> show, <coughs> show me <coughs> thy glory. Show me thy glory. Show me thy honor. Don't we want to see that? Don't we want to see the, the honor and the glory of the Lord? And then verse 19. And he said, God said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. Think about that. God is going to reveal himself to Moses, he says, Moses, I'm going to make all my glory or all my goodness pass before thee. And again, I say he's done that for you, he is doing that for us right now, even this morning. His goodness. And I will proclaim the name, uh, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. So he was going to have his goodness 
passed before him. What was he going to show him? So he says, I'm going to uh, uh, proclaim the name of the Lord. That's what he's going to show him. The Lord here, this word, is uh, self-existent. Very simple, but should be easily understood. The God that the religious world sees, this God, this Lord, has not been passed before them. They do not see good people, no doubt. But they don't see this Lord self-existent. And I mentioned it many, many times before. I probably will more often. Man on television, he said, God needs you. And then he turned his finger. He said, in fact, point your finger at yourself. God needs me. That's not self-existent. Of course, what the man was doing is begging for money. Self-existence, gracious, and mercy. That's what it means. And he said, that's what I'm going to proclaim. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. That's what he's going to show Moses. That's what he, it has, is, and I pray will continue to show us. Self-existent. Uh, I will proclaim the name of the Lord uh, before thee. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And then he says, which this, I didn't understand this for a long time. In fact, I didn't understand this till this morning as I was going, unless I was prepared, I was going over it. Uh, verse 20, and he said, thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And again, well, in case, in case I forget or don't get to it, let me just say this. The face of God being before the face of God in judgment. Don't we want to be hid? Don't we want to be covered by his hand? Don't we want to be covered by the blood? Don't we want to be our sins be blotted out who we are? So he says, I'm not going to show you my face. I'm not going to come in judgment with you. I don't, that's not where I want you to be. No man can be in that position and live. Now, I'm getting way off my subject. There's a lot of people now that don't believe there's a lake of fire. They say hell. They don't know the difference between hell and lake of fire, actually. But they say there is no lake of fire. But let me tell you, there is. And those that are not covered by the blood of Christ, they're going to see the face of God, the judgment of God. He said, well, no man can see me... Uh, sit, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. There's going to be a lot of people come before the face of judgment of God, and they're going to have eternal death. People try to say, well, if they're, if they're in that lake of fire, then they're alive. No, they're separation from God. It's eternal death. It's not eternal life. And 
to try to say it the same thing is, is really a stretch. So, uh, verse 20, in case I didn't get that out, I uh, got it out now. You don't want to be before the face of God, before his judgment, because nobody can stand and live there. You won't be covered. In our example here, covered by his hand in the cleft of the rock. Uh, 21. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. So, this goodness that he's going to call to pass before Moses, this self-existent Lord that he's going to proclaim, it can't be seen from just anywhere. He said, but there is a place. A place by me. Again, I'm going to say a place near me. A place by me. A place near me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. Well, we, we know where that place is, don't we? So how are we near God? How, how are we near God? How are we at this place? You may hold your place here. Hebrew chapter 7. Where is this place that we're by God? Where is this place that we're near God? I mean, we want to know this. We want to see his goodness, not his face, not his judgment. We want to see his goodness. So where is this, where is this place? How do, we, how do we get to this place? Hebrews 7 and 19. For the law, letter of the law, for the law made nothing perfect. But the bringing in of a better hope did. By which we draw near, the Bible may say nigh, by which we draw near unto God. So by this better hope, which is Jesus Christ, the solid rock, this is how we are near unto God. We can't go near unto God on the basis of what you are or what I am. So... He said, back in our text again, and the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, near me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. I won't go, but I was going to in the Corinthians talks about the rock and the rock that was in the wilderness and uh, they smoked the rock and the water came out sustained them and everything and then it tells us that rock was Christ so here this rock certainly is Christ a place by me a place near me and we know how we get there by that better hope better hope is not you and a better hope is not me or some other man that we may confess to or something like that that's not the better hope. The better hope is Jesus Christ, the rock. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock that doesn't touch your heart. 
I hope you see Moses in this, but I hope you see yourself. Verse 22. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Put you on a rock, put you in the cleft of the rock. There you're protected with his hand. Uh, something came to mind. So you're going to be uh, in the rock, on the rock, in the rock, in the cleft of the rock. And we know that is Christ. But then also, the hand of God the Father. And this, we won't read it, but John chapter 10, I go there so much, but it just says, My Father who gave unto me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So he plants you on the rock, near him, where you can see his glory, in the cleft of the rock, and Jesus Christ covers you with his hand, in a safe place, safe from his face, safe from judgment. And there he reveals himself. Uh, so 22, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by, I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Cleft of the rock. Again, a cleft in the rock, this is just a hole or like a, whether it's, well, anyway, this is a hole or a place in a rock. Uh, if we look at a, a, a lime quarry uh, where they pierce the rock and things like that. So that's what this means. Uh, that's where he's going to put Moses for safety. But yet, I'm going to show you my goodness. I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to show you the self-existent God. And that's where he's placed us. And again, I'm interested in focusing on what we see from that place. Hope you see his goodness and his mercy and his grace. Uh, again, you may hold your place here again, but Isaiah uh, chapter 51 Isaiah 51 and 1. <clears throat> Hearken unto me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock from which ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which ye are digged. So I hope you can see yourself in the cleft of the rock, the hole of the pit from which you were digged. Jesus Christ was crucified. His side was pierced. 
Remember the spear up in his side? His side was pierced. And from that comes the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I believe his death did not pay for all mankind. His death paid for all God's elect. But that cleft, that where he was pierced, that hole in his side paid the price for the bride of Jesus Christ, as did Adam. Where did Eve come from? God from his side. Bloodshed. So the bride of Adam came from his side. The bride of Jesus Christ comes from his side, where it's pierced. The rock, the cleft of the rock. So don't look to the law. Don't look to the law to draw nigh unto God. Don't look to the law to stand near unto God. Don't look to the law, the letter of the law, to see God. Look to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Look to that rock. Look to the cleft of the rock. Then, if you do, do see yourself in the cleft of the rock, in the side of the Lord Jesus Christ, that He shed His blood for you, then God has placed you there. God has placed, see, you're, God has placed you on a rock, near him, by him. And that's where he's going to show you his goodness and his mercy. The religious world, as a group, is not placed there. One by one, he'll call his sheep out. And he'll place them there on a rock near him where they can see him, see his goodness, his mercy. But I didn't see it for years, and I know you didn't either. Jesus told Peter, upon this rock, he's speaking to himself, or speaking about himself. Peter, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. This is a place where we can see his goodness and his mercy. Tells us that he calls us out of darkness to his marvelous light. See, in darkness, you know we'll see his goodness, his mercy. I, I, I do believe all things work together for good. I don't at the time, don't see it and understand it, but when I was a child, I was raised in a meatpacking plant, and we had all these big coolers and, and uh, freezers and things like that, and, and David, I had thousands and thousands of trips back through there. I knew it by heart. So sometime, one time I got the bright idea, well, let's see if I know it by heart. <laughs> I turned the light out. I don't know if you've ever been or seen such darkness, but you literally, you... And I did as a kid. I put my hand right in front, and I, I couldn't see anything. I mean, your eyes could adjust however much they wanted to adjust. You can't see anything in darkness. You cannot see anything in darkness. So outside of his marvelous light, you can't see. It won't be revealed to you there. So God has called us out of darkness 
a place where we could not see God. Now, Moses already knew of God. He was 80 years old. He knew of God. But God says, okay, I'm going to show you now. I'm going to show you. Not my face, not Moses. I'm not going to enter in judgment with you. But I'm going to show you. I'm going to have my goodness and my mercy pass by you. So he brings us into the light. And there he calls us to see. And it's different in vision. Or it, when you first come to light, it takes a while for your eyes to adjust and everything. So God showed himself to Moses, not to everyone. Today, he doesn't show himself to everyone. Now, the world would condemn a God like that, that he would be unjust. But why would the world do that? Because he hasn't brought them out of darkness, and they haven't seen his goodness and his mercy. That's why. So, have you, has he caused you to see? Has he given you, from this place of protection, where you feel completely safe? And I, I didn't feel completely safe for years. I wanted to hide from God, I, I, didn't feel I didn't feel safe, period, let alone completely safe. And then he placed me. He, saw, he showed me. I was in this safe place, but I didn't know it. I guess I had my nose stuck in the corner. I didn't, I didn't see this out of the cleft of the rock. And then... When he showed me, son, you're in a place of safety. The cleft of the rock, Jesus Christ, I've got my hand over you. You will not enter in, in, before my face in judgment, but my goodness and my mercy will pass by. And, and what did Job say? After Job went, and I, it may be a crooked path till he brings us to this place. What did Job say? after? And I don't know how long Job's trials, temptations lasted. You know what all that he lost, everything earthly. But at the end, in the 46th chapter or 42nd chapter, Moses said, I'd heard of God before, or not Moses. Job said, I'd heard of God before, and he had preached God. And that's the reason they all condemned him. Well, these bad things happen to you. you what you've been saying about God has not been true. But Job, he said, I'd heard of God. But after the Lord brought him all the way through this, Job said, but now I see. So as he brought you to a place, a place that you feel safely. This probably a terrible example, but it just popped my mind twice and I guess I'm going to let it out now. Whenever I had a procedure a long time ago uh, up in Columbus, and uh, before that, so I was still setting up and everything. They was going to do a procedure, uh, going to get, go to the next room or whatever, and they give me a shot of something. It's supposed to relax you or something. My goodness, I felt warm and, and 
oh, I said, I see how people could get addicted on this. I mean, just this warm feeling and everything like that. And then that must have scared them because when I got where the procedure was, they didn't give me hardly anything about kill me. But anyway, but I remember that warm, wonderful feeling. Whenever he puts you in the cleft of the rock, you, you've been there all along. His sheep has been there all along. But when he reveals it to you from that place of safety, don't you feel that feeling? And then he said, you're safe in the cleft of the rock, the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. If that's not enough, I'm going to put my hand over you just like in John 10. I'm going to put my hand over you so you will not see my face. You will not enter into my judgment. So, I've got to the point, this is where my lesson will start, <laughs> and I see we've got two and a half minutes left. What has he showed you? Let me go to Isaiah 46. Uh, what has he showed you? Has he put you in this place of safety and you feel safe in Jesus Christ he's put his hand he's not you're not going he's not going to enter in judgment with you while you're in this place in this cleft of rock and he passes his goodness before you what what do you see he says I'm going to proclaim the Lord do you see the self-existent God and in Isaiah 46 and 10 this is one of the things that he has shown us well, let's go back to verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Here he's going to, just like he showed Moses, he's going to show us something here. Show us something of himself. Show us that he is a self-existent God. Declaring the end from the beginning. From ancient times, things that are not yet done saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. If we would, as we read this, if we would take in consideration Ephesians 1, 4, that God chose his elect in Christ before the foundation of the world, and they will appear before him without spot, without blemish. You put those two things together, that God, so he chose his elect from the foundation of the world, chose you, chose his sheep. He chose you that you'd be whole and without blame. If he, if you enter into God's judgment, if you're looking at his face, if his face is looking at you, and, and you enter into his judgment, are you going to be whole without blame? Scripture says that if God, how is it? Uh, if God looks at iniquities, who would, that slipped my mind anyway. That uh, uh, slipped my mind. But anyway, uh, if God's in the foundation of the world, chose his elect in Christ, his sheep, and they're going to be presented whole without blame, that was his goal, his desire, and this says he declared the end from the beginning. 
from ancient time things are not yet done. My counsel shall stand, I'll do all my pleasure. Doesn't that give you this warm feeling of this knowledge that he's placed you in the cleft of the rock, place of safety, covered you with his hand of almighty God, you will not enter into judgment. That's one of the things he's caused me to see as he passes by. Don't see the judgment. Uh, so many things that I wanted to <clears throat> to read uh, 46 and 4 while we're here this close even to your old age I am he even to your gray hairs will I will I carry you I have made I will bear I will carry and will deliver. So he made you. He will bear you. He will carry you. See, th this covers the whole spectrum. He made you our beginning. I will bear you. I will carry you. That's the life that we're living now. He will bear. He will carry you through this. And he says, and will deliver you. In a safe place in the cleft of the rock in Jesus Christ and his shed blood and the hand of Almighty God protecting you from his judgment. So as you, as you study the scriptures, and uh, again, we don't have time to go through all I want to do, but as you, as you study the scriptures, this is what he's showing us his grace and his mercy and his goodness. That's what he's revealed to you, his elect sheep. Not to, and you know good and well he hasn't revealed this to everybody as you talk to them. Now, that doesn't mean that that's not one of the Lord's sheep. He's going to use you to open his eyes, and then they'll see. It doesn't mean uh, that, but you may very well be. But you can see the world... have not been brought out of that darkness into the light where they can see how safe, how secure. And I heard Brother Olson to say how many times I'm assured being in heaven as if I was already there. And that sounds boastful, but it wasn't. It was grateful. Realizing that he was in the protection and the cleft of the rock, the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, and the hand of Almighty God protecting him from his judgment. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.